Hello and welcome to Weekly MTG. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Blake Rasmussen, unfortunately joined by Steve again this week. Steve, how you doing? Oh, uh, I didn't even see you there, Blake. How no. are you? How's what have going? you been up to? I was, uh, I've been, well, I went to Comic-Con, okay. uh, which was a lot of fun. Thanks yep. for everybody who showed up, said hi. Uh, and at Comic-Con, our friends at uh, Abrams Comics Arts mm -hmm. debuted this, uh, this book right here, uh, oh. Rise of the Gatewatch, A Visual History. So this is, uh, this is a cool little book that we uh, put together with Abrams that has a lot of really cool art uh, that you can't see because the pages are glossy and we're not zooming in today. But uh, there's a lot of really cool art from all of the, all of the Gatewatch Planeswalkers that we have. And uh, it's only $19.99 and available right now where all books are sold. Wow, Steve. Yeah. You should be on infomercials. I really should. I should. Oh, hold it up here. Hold it up to this. Hold it up here. So you can see the book right here. And look! Look at that cover. Look at that. Look at look it. Look at that amazing. cover. This is how we started our fiftieth show. Yeah, this is how we started our fiftieth show. It's our fiftieth show, everyone. Yeah, it's crazy. Buy I, this book. Buy this book. Buy uh, this book. It's our fiftieth show. It's it's cool, but there is some it really is. great art in there. Uh, it is a really cool. Well, book. Blake, also in honor of our fiftieth show, I got you. I got you a little gift. Oh, we're doing this I up got top. You a little gift. We're yeah. doing this up top. Okay. Yeah, I got you a little gift. I got one for me. If too. our fiftieth show or Steve's gifts for me don't interest you, stick around. Yeah, stick around. We, Let me tell them what the show is about first. Let's talk about the show. Let's talk about this show. You talk. It's a good show. one. It's, so yeah. we've got Kate Elliott standing by live via satellite. Oh, love Kate. And she's yeah. going to talk about the Throne of Eldraine story. So we're going to talk about uh, a little bit about what the story is. We're not going to give away too much, really. We're still, we're still months out from uh, We're still, from we're still a little ways out. So, yeah. And we're going to talk about how you can get it mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. on the uh, second half of the show. Uh, but first, we'll talk with Kate. Uh, if you have questions for Kate, uh, if you don't, if you don't know who she is, she wrote the the Bolus story. Yeah, very well Rose. received. Yep. People really like that story. Um, but yeah, put questions for Kate in chat. We'll try to get to them after we chat with her for a little bit. And okay, I guess we're doing this yeah, now. Yeah, we're, we're gonna open up. These. I'm dreading. Careful, it's already is. it's already open. It's so already open. You should, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> God. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Now we have now we have mugs we, with our faces are we, on. Them. Are we zooming see? in on this? I don't see? know where we're going. Here's. This is yeah. See, look, we have Blake and Steve yeah. in the afternoon. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. This I, is this is the photo that we took after our first show. After. Oh yeah, the uh, yeah. where we opened, where we opened the, up beta this, pack, the beta pack. That's the, I see yeah. it. A lovely yeah. memory. So now now we actually have mugs where we can. Uh, <laughs> where we can we can actually drink. This stuff is from amazing. It. Thank yeah. you very much. Happy fiftieth show. Happy fiftieth show, Blake. <laughs> this is a good fiftieth show. Steve and I sometimes like each other. Sometimes. Okay. Occasionally. You want some water? Put some water Thank in the you. Yeah, sure. Oh, full service. Yeah, great. Let's talk to the real star of yeah. this show. Uh, let's welcome Kate Elliott all the way from several time zones away. Yeah. Kate, welcome. Hello. Hi, Kate. Can you hear me? We can. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm good. It's, uh, unfortunately, I'm still in Hawaii. Unfortunately? <laughs> unfortunately. No, like, okay. I don't feel guilty, but I do know that. Anyway, let's, let's move on. <laughs> it's nice. It's all good. Well, I definitely want to welcome you back. You're one of the few repeat guests we've had who don't work. Might be the only one. Yeah, I think the only the only repeat outside guest that we've yeah. had. Yeah. Huh. I, I have a question though. Oh, was I on the first show? You were not on our very it wasn't first. The very show. first one. It wasn't no. our very. First it wasn't show. our very first one. I think it was the first one that we ever had an author come on though. It definitely was because yeah. I don't think we've had any other author. No, on. we haven't. Not no. really. No. We just like you, Kate. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? So, so do our fans. Um, I want to talk first about your first story because um, 
uh, quite frankly, our fans loved it. Yeah, oh, I, it was a great story. Uh, for those of you that don't remember, uh, Kate wrote the Corset 2019 story, and mm -hmm. our corsets don't normally have a story, but this one did, Yep. Uh, exploring the origins of Nicol Bolas. Yeah. Yeah, really, really great story, uh, very well received. And Kate, you did an amazing job with it. Thank you so much. It was, I have to say, a lot of fun to write. What was it like, uh, you know, we, I asked, I definitely asked you this question last time we had you here, but what was it like diving into Magic's world for the first time? Well, it was very intimidating, and I think I probably said that at the time. In fact, I remember bringing this huge sheaf of paper uh -huh. to prove, like it was like a foot thick to prove that I've been reading stuff. <laughs> um, what, what I did know was that Magic readers, people who are reading the story, really know their stuff, and people really know their cards, and I didn't want to... I didn't want to come in as someone who didn't know anything or who kind of ignored those things. So mm -hmm. that was kind of the most intimidating part for me. The story itself, I had a lot of leeway on because it's a legendary tale, yeah. which means it could be true. It could be not true. It could be partly true. Who knows? Right. But I wanted to make sure that there were like things that people would recognize as being true to magic and, and true to the characters who they know later. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's that was the most challenging aspect of it. So what what drew you back to do another story with us? Well, I I have to say, I mean, besides the fact that I'm a working writer and that's what works, <laughs> and, and we paid you, yes, yeah. we did pay you. You pay us, right? <laughs> um, I had a good experience working with the first one. Okay. If I hadn't, if I hadn't had, I wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. What was so. it? Um, now we've talked a little bit about the fan reaction, but from your perspective, what was the fan reaction like versus fan reactions to previous works you've done? Uh, people are really focused on details. And <laughs> the, yeah, but one of the most interesting things, first of all, I want to say that um, on Twitter, people were really nice to me. They mm. would say, hey, someone who people I didn't know would pop in and say, hey, I really liked your story. I didn't have, I don't think I had a single person on Twitter. I think some other writers may have, but I didn't come in and say, oh, this was really bad. Yeah. Um, so I'm grateful for that. And even at, like at Worldcon last year, someone came, some random dude came up to me and said, oh, I really like your magic story. It's, you know, really great. So that was really gratifying. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I really noticed is how the people who are the, I guess, the Vorthos players, yeah. they really analyzed the story in a way that I don't often get in my own field because mm -hmm. I like to layer in a lot of little details that mean something later and they picked up on them yeah. and they noted them and they were excited by that. And so for me as a writer, that's really gratifying because mm -hmm. I feel like we're really paying attention to what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah, you did something with intention, yeah. and people noticed. Yeah, detail-oriented is something that a lot of Magic players put on their resumes. Yep. That's, that's, <laughs> that is absolutely true. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, Sean, if you want to show the, uh, the story previously. So, yeah, if you haven't read it, definitely recommend you go back and check out the Corset 2019 story by Kate Elliott. Uh, you can go to mtgstory.com, and that lists out kind of the eight chapters there. Uh, eight, eight chapters. Eight chapters. Eight it's full chapters. the uh, it's the story of of Bolas and Ugin and how they came to be, uh, but also the story of these twin sisters on Tarkir, who meet up with Bolas and they learn a lot of this story um, through various means. 
Uh, it was really cool framing device, and uh, we learned a lot about both Bolas and Ugin that we didn't know very much. Yeah, and it was it was a story that was really well placed in the uh, in the timing of the story we were telling at the time, right? Because mm -hmm. this came right before uh, right before Ravnica, right? Right before our resojourn to Ravnica, and which of course ended in War of the Spark. Yep. Uh, the big conclusion to a decades-long story. So this kind of gave a a uh, really great amount of context to who Bolas was, where he came from, mm -hmm. uh, and gave players, uh, players and readers, a little bit more context as to uh, what his what his deal is, yep. as it was. Yeah. Now, one thing I want to make clear, uh, Kate, coming back to work on this story, we are done with the Bolas. Done. This is not another no Bolas story. Uh, Kate didn't come back because she captured Bolas and Bolas is, Bolas Ugin. Done. Not involved. Uh, great so, story, and you should read it if you yes. haven't. Though. Yeah. Uh, but but we're we're moving on from that. So Kate, what is what is the title of your Throne of Eldraine book? Um, the title is the I, the Wilder Quest. The, yeah, what, we just we, we did just we I'm spent like, a I lot of time trying to pronounce this beforehand. So I apologize. Um, and it's about going on quest and getting lost. Maybe not physically lost so much as in other ways. Mm -hmm. Does that make cycle? Yeah, in other ways. Um, that's, I have a whole list here that says things you can't say. <laughs> yeah, She's like, and then, mm, nope, that, nope, can't say that, can't, <laughs> nope, uh, okay. Well, we, we want we want the story to stay fresh for people. We don't want to spoil it. Yeah, so, so yeah. we have uh, the cover art of the Wildred oh, so Quest, beautiful. so let's show yeah. that, uh, which will give people a little clue about who's involved. So, Kate, who's that on the cover there? Why? Uh, I can't. I'm not, I'm not seeing that, but I guess because I'm not on the channel, that is Rowan Kenrest. It is. So um, so you got to, Rowan is, let, let's start by talking about Rowan. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, i got to say something first. Oh, yes, please, please. Do. Absolutely. When Nick Kelman approached me about, oh, no, I can't say that. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> okay, great. Love it. Uh, <laughs> All right. So uh, we're, we're going to be doing a lot of that. Yeah, there's going to be a lot yeah, of that. So, uh, so fans that are paying attention might recognize the art that was on, uh, that was on that cover yep. as uh, the art that we showed at Comic Con mm -hmm. uh, by Magali Villeneuve, and uh, Magali, another fan, fan favorite. favorite artist, yep. of course. Uh, Rowan is uh, is one of the key characters in mm -hmm. Throne of Eldraine, and we revealed that at Comic Con this past weekend. So if you didn't know that, now you do, which is really cool. Uh, Rowan first showed up in Battle Bond, which was a ancillary pro product that we did last year, I believe. Was it last year? Last calendar year. Last yeah. calendar year, 20, 2017? 2018. 2018. We're in 2018. I, time is relative, Blake. Time, <laughs> time, time is relative. Is relative. Uh, it, time could be anything. Uh, time is a social construct. Anyway, uh, we don't know a lot about Rowan. We didn't learn a lot about her in Battlebond. Battlebond didn't really have a story. Yeah. So uh, this was a character that just kind of showed up. So we found out at San Diego that Eldraine is Rowan's home plane. So uh, Throne of Eldraine take place on Rowan's home plane. So, Kate, what was it like, so again, before you had uh, two very well-established characters, Bolas and Ugin, what was it like getting to work with, not a complete blank slate with Rowan, but someone who's far less established uh, in magic lore? Well, it was an interesting contrast for a couple of reasons. First of all, it was great to get to work with someone less established because it means that the things I decided to do within the parameters I was given, because mm -hmm. I was given probably more parameters for the Throne of Eldraine story than for the Chronicle of Bolas story, interestingly mm -hmm. enough. Um, but within those parameters, 
I basically knew I would be setting the stage. Mm -hmm. So that a lot of things that happen with her later will be based on this introduction. Sure. So yeah, that, that, and then I had to think about what they wanted, some of the basic things that they told me about who she was and mm -hmm. personality and some hints about things that might happen. I don't know. Um, but this is the start of a larger story arc that's on the list that says things mm -hmm. you can say. Mm -hmm. um, and so I knew that I would be grounding the future. Mm -hmm. And I, it, it's a nice place to be. You don't have to. It, it was really different with the Bolas story because on the one hand, it was the legendary story of Bolas. So maybe what he's maybe what he and Ugin are telling you is true. Maybe it's not true. Maybe it's partially true, whatever. But you are writing it for people who have a history with that character. Mm -hmm. So thing I tell you about that character, they're going to compare to what they they know and think they know about them. Right. With Rowan, basically what I tell you is what you know. Yeah. Well, so and I get a lot more power as a writer. Yeah. Do you, um, how much of Rowan's, so you said you got some parameters around her personality, but how much of her personality did you get to shape? Did you get to go any back and forth and say, uh, I think actually in this situation she would do this, or, or did you do any of that shaping back and forth? I was given like a very short paragraph description of her, mm -hmm. and I didn't really consult beyond that. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like I had a pretty good handle on her. Mm -hmm. You know, she's a younger character, mm -hmm. so in the process of forming who she's going to become, if Fair. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, without without, without spoiling anything. <laughs> yeah. <Dang it. laughs> yeah. Uh, so one of the things that our fans were really excited about when we uh, started talking about Throne of Eldraine was this world that uh, that our creative team has put together, this world of Camelot meets Grimm's fairy tales. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Kate, for you, when you found out about this concept, uh, you know, what, what excited you about it? What excited you about this cross-section of you know, this high fantasy Camelot-ish setting combined with the uh, the whimsy and sometimes darkness of fairy tales. <laughs> to be to be honest, one of the things that excited me was that I did so much research on medieval Europe for my Crown of Stars epic fantasy series that I'm like, okay, I don't really have to do much research on <laughs> yeah. daily life that I might want to put in because I know all that stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was exciting. But... Um, I also like that little darker that you could put some darker twists in it, um, which I used. That's on the list of things I can't say. <laughs> but but uh, you but you but she used it, and that's that's a thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you it's say a very informative stream. when you say twists, um, I'm trying I'm trying to skate. The, the thin line between things we can and cannot say. What, were there any... So we had we showed a bunch of Throne of Eldraine art over the weekend that looked like twists on classic fairy tales, and, and Sean can throw some of that up. Um, are there any examples maybe that are, are not... that don't give anything away in the story that you can talk about twists? You know, I only saw, like, about six or eight cards beforehand. Okay. So I didn't really rely on the art. I relied on my own knowledge of 
fairy tales, Grimm's fairy tales, mm -hmm. the Arthurian mythos to do things, uh, if, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, As, I can't point to anything specifically on the art. Okay. Was there, um, was there any fairy tale you took and inserted part of it, but then changed a significant, significant yes. part of it? Okay. Yes. Do you have any examples of that? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, You'll have it. to read the book. Yes. It's very important that you're, you're going to have to yeah. read it. It's important. Yeah. Um, let's talk. So we already kind of talked about working with uh, established characters versus a relatively new character. But what was the difference in working in a relatively new world uh, versus a, a very established world like Dominaria that had literal decades of history built into it? I was uh, fortunate enough to have the archery. Uh, to me, it'll always be archery. <laughs> yeah, archery. It, we, have to, we have to train ourselves that to stop the, saying archery around here. That is the code here. word yeah. for what we, yeah, the secret code word. Yeah. That's not that secret. Yeah, so yeah. I had the archery world guide. So I consulted mm -hmm. that a lot to get details. But of course, a world guide without talking too much about what's in, in any given one, especially, is really there for artists to give an idea of what they might want to it, it, it's kind of like a template but it doesn't have all the details in it so mm -hmm. it's interesting because again because it's newer i had to fit certain things i had to like you know maybe these colors or this you know this shape or something is a building is described and so i have to make sure it matches that description but beyond that I really was pretty free to say, let's see these other background things and see how things work socially and how people interact. I was pretty free to do that on my own. And again, the contrast with the Bola story is that there again, people, readers are bringing years, if not decades of experience with this story in to compare to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So the, again, the benefit of the Bola story was that I was in legendary times, but I would still constantly be um, emailing Nick to say, can I do this? And then he would write back and either say yes or no, or yes, mm -hmm. but. You know. Whereas this one, I didn't quite have that many constraints because, again, I'm kind of setting the stage for mm -hmm. how people are going to think of Eldraine in the future. And that's it's a lot of responsibility, but it's also really enjoyable because I think a lot of writers were world builders and that kind of gives us, makes us like, I don't want to be disrespectful, but kind of like God in our own little space. Mm -hmm. yeah. Control issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed knowing I was the first person bringing this to life. Okay. I want to expand on that a little bit, but first I want to, again, let chat know if you have any questions for Kate, please put them in chat. Yeah, uh, and we'll we'll get to them before we let Kate go. We're gonna let Kate go about halfway through the show. We have some other stuff. We have some we other to stuff to about, chat about. Yeah. Um, so get those in chat uh, as as soon as you can. Uh, but I did want to uh, expand on something you just said, Kate. So when you wrote the Ugin and Bolas story, you were obviously um, building on things previous writers had done. Mm -hmm. Do you feel any pressure or any different kind of pressure? being the one on which future writers will base their writings on Rowan or Eldraine or anything like that. I kind of liked it. <laughs> Very nice. The control you know, issues like, again. That Kate Elliott story. Now people in the, like somewhere, sometime, because I've gotten a glimpse of 
magic reader is close reading and their analytical skills, they'll be like, that's not how Rowan is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how Kate wrote her. Yeah. It's not, yeah. It's so, not, not, not in her first appearance, at least. Yep. Nope. <laughs> um, all right. We could could move on to questions because we've gotten a couple. And let's see if you've got anything else. No, no. Let's go to questions. Let's I'm sure go to questions. Have, uh, have some things to ask Kate. So, uh, Kate, what's your favorite fairy tale? Ooh, good question. Man, that's a hard one. Um, fairy tale, an actual fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And you can you can expand. I got two versions of the questions. If you want to talk about as a child versus now. I want to say the little match girl. Hmm. Okay. It's, it's like real. Because <laughs> she, this is a spoiler. She dies in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry for anybody that hasn't read the little match girl. And, and I have to say when I was a kid, I really liked the ugly duckling. These are both um, mm, H.C. Yeah. Anderson fairy tales. And since I'm Danish American, uh, we had, Hans Christian Anderson. <laughs> so, yeah, I would sense. say Hans Christian Anderson. Okay. Um, do you play magic? I have played magic when my kids were teenagers, and I haven't since then. Okay. I learned to play it with them. Yeah. Now, you told this story before, um, but for fans who didn't hear it, uh, when you told your kids you might be doing the Bola story, what was their reaction? When I was approached by Wizards of the Coast to ask if I would be interested in writing this Core 19 story, and they told me that it would be the legendary backstory of a character named Nicole Bolas, I immediately called and texted my kids, should I do this? And my and they all said, yes, you have to. They didn't say you should. They said, you have to do this. <laughs> Uh, next question. Have you read any good books lately? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you mean fiction or nonfiction? Uh, the question just says any, any good books. So whatever you've read lately that you like. Um, gosh, there's a book called House of Sundered Flame, which is a fantasy novel set in kind of a 19th century Gothic Paris um, but it's an alternate history where there's fallen angels and magic um, by Elliot de Badar just came out, although I think that's only been published in the Uni in United Kingdom, so I'm not sure it has an, a U.S. edition yet. Okay. Um, Toddy Thompson's Rosewater, which is the first of a science fiction trilogy uh, set in Nigeria where there is this large alien thing growing and they have to figure out what it is and what it means is really great. Um, Zen Cho's The True Queen came out earlier this year, which is a, a, it's not a sequel to, but in the same universe as her Sorcerer to the Crown, which is an alternate history kind of Regency fantasy with magic. Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, that's another great one. Okay. Lots of good books. Oh, so many good books. So this is a, this is a great time for reading. And I'm not even, I'm, I'm barely touching the, beginning and there's so many great books out right now okay uh next question and actually uh sean while we're doing this can you throw the cover art up again for anyone who's joining us and wants to see the the title and the cover art um i'm not gonna i'm gonna twist this question a little bit uh 
you've now written two magic stories, and both of them are about twins in some way, or at least Rowan is a twin. Coincidence? Um, yes. <laughs> there you go. There we go. There's the I, I, did not, I did not make Rowan a, a tw twin. Yeah. That was pre-established. Um, I don't know. Do you I do have it? twins, though. Okay. Just, so you, younger, you already know. You didn't need to do any background research on twins. My younger, right, right. <laughs> Uh, I tried to make the best of that. All right. Um, what is your favorite magic character or planeswalker? Ooh. I can't say. Yep. There, yep. there it is. There it is. Yep. Okay. Yep. Pretty sure that was going to happen. Yeah. I think I think I know who you're talking about too. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll move on. Uh, what are, What are your favorite Arthurian or Grimm fairy tale writing tropes? Ooh. Oh, these are so hard. Yeah, I always feel like I had them in advance. Um, I like quests. Okay. I, I like quests, and um, I like badass women warriors. I guess those would be my two. This book has both That's of those good. things. Yeah. Cool. Um, Kate has nothing to do with any of our digital products, so we're going to move on past that. Um <laughs> So what was the what oh, was your chat. <laughs> Kate? What was your inspiration uh, behind the layering of two different sibling stories in M nineteen? I was asked. Hold hold on, I'll get this in a second. Let my brain work. Okay, so I can t I can talk pretty clearly about this because the it's the story's been out for a year. Right? Yeah, it's oh, been yeah, out for definitely. a year. The bowl of stuff. Talk through it. So I was approached to write the legendary backstory of Nicole Bolas. Mm -hmm. And I was requested, they wanted it done as a frame story so that the story would have plausible deniability. Mm -hmm. And the initial idea they had for a frame story was fine, but um, I didn't really I didn't feel like I could do it justice mm -hmm. using that frame story. And meanwhile, I was reading a lot, and I really liked Tarkir. Mm -hmm. I also kind of really liked Yasova, the character. And yep. so when I so when I decided to use Tarkir as my frame story, then it seemed to me to be just really work well to use two sets of twins. Mm -hmm. Because then you can mirror the two stories with each other, yeah. and you can have... I mean, and that's exactly what I do. The The story of the two sisters on Tarkir is um, is a commentary on the Bolas Ugin story. Mm -hmm. And you can see parallels and differences, and that's what you're that's what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So it just it just works well. I like structure. I like structure in stories. I like deep structure in stories where you can see things that reflect back on other stuff. Makes sense. Cool. All right, last question before we let you go. Uh, what, are okay. you, what are you working on now? What's coming up next? In next year mm -hmm. is Genderbent Alexander the Great in Space. I remember you talking about that before. Yeah, the last show that you were on. It's in, well, it, it, it's taking, production is taking longer um, than expected, but it is. it does have a publication date, July 2020. Nice. 
Great. Very cool. So look for that. Um, and then if you haven't read it yet, please go back and read Kate's Bolus uh, Ugin story, mtgstory.com. Mm -hmm. uh, look for the Corset 2019 story. Uh, and then, Kate, we're going to let you go. Thank you for joining us. And then we're going to talk a little bit to everyone else about how you can read the Wildred Cat Quest. Wildred Quest. Wildred Quest. Wildred Quest yeah. uh, by Kate Elliott. So, <laughs> thank you so much, Kate. Thank you, Kate, for joining us. Yep. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, have Bye. a good one. Okay. So. Now, um, now we can take the headphones off. Oh, we can take the headphones off. Which is going to be difficult for me because Sean taped mine to my back before <laughs> the thing. Because, uh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I get it. Anyway. Yeah. So. Um, we have some other other business to talk about. In, it's in still about magic fiction. Yeah. So it's about how you can read this. So. Right. So, Blake, normally what we do yes. is uh, our web fiction is available on on the magic website. Yep. Right? So we release it in chapters, like, uh, for example, the M19 story that we're telling everybody to go read because yep. uh, it's great. Uh, but that's not what we're doing for Throne of Eldraine. No. And so prior to this, it was it was episodic. Um, some sets we did story for, some sets we didn't. So, for example, the corset last year that Kate did right. uh, had a story, but the corset this year, there's no story or web fiction associated with it. Uh, when we did the Ravnica story, uh, we did some web fiction, but it was kind of behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, the stuff we used to call Uncharted Realms way back in the day. Long time Long ago. Long time ago. For those of you that remember Uncharted Realms, yep. you know, F and in the then, chat for Uncharted and Realms. Then <laughs> The uh, the main story was found um, both on the uh, the the novel, mm -hmm. the Wars Spark novel, as well as the uh, the chapters that were emailed to people who signed up for the newsletter. Right, as well. So we've done a lot of experimentation. A with lot of magic experimentation story in the last year. So we we've settled on something that we're gonna we think we're gonna stick with for a little bit, mm -hmm. which is you don't have to read the story one week at a time. Mm. We're gonna release the whole thing. All at once, you can pre-order it. It's going to be an ebook uh, that you can get anywhere that basically anywhere ebooks are, are sold. Mm -hmm. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Apple. If if they sell ebooks, they probably will sell this. Um, and it it will cost three ninety nine, but you will get the entire novel. Mm -hmm. It will be written by someone like Kate, Kate Elliott. Elliott. Yes, uh, we're going to keep working with um, great outside authors. Kate's proven herself to be really adept at writing magic fiction, so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if for our hundredth episode we have her back. That would be really cool. That's not an actual announcement. I have no, no idea if she's writing anything yeah. else for us later. Um, <laughs> we also don't know if we're going to get to a hundred episodes. Maybe not. We'll Maybe not. After this one, after Steve got the mugs. Yeah. Um, so, so yes, three ninety nine uh, eBooks. You are going to be able to pre-order starting. Maybe as soon as uh, as late as this Monday, right? Somewhere between Saturday and Monday, and that's just a processing thing. Uh, you'll be able to pre-order on the various websites uh, for delivery on September fourth. So you'll be able to get the full story, Throne of Drain, on September fourth, which that is... is before the cards come out. Yeah, so you will get to you'll get to see a whole lot of things that uh, you wouldn't normally get to see. Yep. Uh, the way we've traditionally done stories, so you're going to get to know a lot more about what's happening in Eldraine. Well, and that's one of you know one of our other pushes is is there's always this tension between seeing the story on the cards and reading the book. So right. I know um, War of the Spark, 
really like closely story, um, uh, closely tied set to the story. In fact, that's how we did the preview. Plan. That's how we did the previews. Yeah. And so if you paid attention to previews, you knew the main plot points of the story before you could read the book. Mm -hmm. Well, we're flipping that this time. So you can read the book on 9-4 before seeing the set at all. Yeah. So um, it's, it's, it's very cool. It's a, it's a new era. We've tried a bunch of different things. Uh, so $3.99, mm -hmm. anywhere ebooks are sold, yep. and it's the whole thing. You can devour it in 24 hours if you want. Or you can space it out. You're, it's up to you. Yep. You can you can read a chapter a week. That's fine. If yep. that's how you like consuming content, good on you. Yep. But uh, I am sure that Twitch chat has questions about this. Let's 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 I'm see. Positive that they have <laughs> questions because uh, eh, some questions, some just statements. Sure. Um, the other thing I want to add is that um, we are exploring localization. Yeah. So the localization of the story is not off the table. It probably will not be in any other languages at launch, at minimum, English at launch. Yeah. Um, we're looking at uh, possible localization. After that, uh, we kind of have to see what the appetite is for this. Right. We have not done a $3.99 ebook before. And we were, you know, some of us were talking about, hey, what do you project this is going to, you know, how many of these are we going to sell? How much, uh, how, what's the appetite for people to read uh, in ebook form? And, you know, we threw out some educated guesses, and then at the end of it, we were just like, but who knows? So uh, we're interested to see what people think, especially yeah. this first story. We know Kate's going to knock it out of the park. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, it'll, be, it'll certainly be interested. Um, so the, the question that I'm sure, if it hasn't been asked yet, that people mm -hmm. are going to ask, like, uh, does this mean that uh, there's not going to be any web fiction for, uh, for Throne of Eldraine? For Throne of Eldraine, at least, mm -hmm. yes. No, no web fiction. Um, do, 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 do. Will any of the back catalog of stories be packaged and released as an ebook? That's actually something we've been discussing. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, it is an open question that is still being figured out, but it is something we're exploring. Mm -hmm. So, yes, maybe. If that's something that you would like to see, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and just to be clear, no, $3.99 is not $399. No, no. $3.99. $3.99, <laughs> about the price of a booster pack. Yes. Yeah. Um, do, 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 do. Um, We've done novels before, so we actually. We have. So yeah. for anyone who doesn't know the history of Magic Story, oh, let's let's buckle up. Let's go through it. Let's I'm not even up. sure I'm going to get the whole thing correct. <laughs> so, Magic Story has not as, as much as people like to point to the weekly um, cadence of stories that were the main storyline. Mm -hmm. That actually is a relatively new occurrence. Yes. Put, in, uh, put into the context of the history of magic, yeah, it is a I'll, relatively I'll, I'll newer, it, newer thing. And I'm gonna, someone's going to call me on this, but I'll peg it roughly to Origins. That was kind of when the most recent thrush of stories Right, and before that up. it was more Uncharted Realms type things. And so the, yeah, yeah, the Uncharted Realms were sort of flavorful stories that talked about the world rather than uh, the, the plot points. Right, and before, uh, before Origins there were, uh, there were novels that, kept, that stopped around... Yep. Uh, what, like, I think Shards of Lar or Zendikar or something like Boy, that? I don't remember. But yeah. we, had, we had actual novels, including mm -hmm. the greatest magic novel of all time, Arena. And of no one will ever change my mind yeah. about that. <laughs> don't at him. Don't, don't come at At yeah. least the, the best physically printed novel, we'll put yeah. it that way. A lot of them are great, but Arena, I, I have fond memories of Arena. Go check it out if you haven't read it already. Um, but yeah, so we did those for a long time. And, and there are people working at Wizards of the Coast right now who wrote those physical books. Oh, yeah. Doug Byers sure. here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we had uh, a, 
a ser we moved away from publishing physical books and moved towards doing uh, web fiction-y stuff that was the Uncharted Realms. Right. We also did things like Planeswalker's Guides that were just... Oh, yeah, I remember those. Just like lists yeah. of what people are what people in the world are up to. And those were, those were fine. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, we did some hardcore web fiction. We mixed that up a little bit. And then now we're trying ebooks. Yeah. So it's, it's the next transition that we're making. Um, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm um, looking forward to it. You know, I think uh, the, way, the way that uh, I consume media now mm -hmm. is I need, I need to have something where I can just experience it at my own pace, right? Yep. I'm not, where I'm not waiting for, for something. So uh, I'm looking forward to reading it that way. But, like, I'd love to, you know, I know that our team wants to, wants to know uh, feedback, about this yep. and uh so if if this is something that you like let us know if it's something that you think could be improved also let us know yeah absolutely. you know we uh we we want to try to figure out a a good delivery system for magic story that works for for people mm -hmm. right so this is this is an avenue that we're trying and it's uh you're gonna you're gonna see a lot more of it yeah, yeah. um Do we have questions I, we have some questions i'm looking at which ones i can answer um are you planning on advertising? Yes. Yes. Yes, we are. Yes. Uh, so there's there's kind of a soft launch this weekend with the uh, pre-order. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be able to pre-order it now. And then later on, we're going to do a, a stronger push. Um, we Maybe we'll involve some preview cards. Maybe. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about some of those characters that Kate had on her Do Not Talk About list. That we also have on our Do Not that Talk About list. That we also have on our Do so Not Talk About list. So we also can't talk about it. Until a later yeah. So um, yeah. So anyway, we I, do plan to do that. Yeah, I would definitely expect to see more about uh, the story and the ebook, and uh, maybe some of the characters that might be showing up in Eldrain. Yep. Um, we didn't say how many pages. I actually, honestly, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's book length. Yeah, I don't know. Are there any characters from past planes, either alive or dead, that may show up here? You will have to wait. And You'll see. have to read the book. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer yeah. every one of those questions. You'll like have that. to read the book. Are we going to print it as a physical book? No. And are we just nope? That let's see. Will there be an audiobook for Throne of Eldraine like there was for War of the Spark? Not currently. No, not currently. But, but let us know if that's something you'd like. Yeah, and and the same for uh, for any other any other different permutations of the book that you'd like to see. If that's something that you would like, if that's something that you would like to purchase or experience, uh, please let us know because we want to. Uh, yeah, the the audiobook was also a little different. That was through uh, the publisher for War of the Spark, Ravnica Del Rey. Yeah. Um, and this, we we are publishing. This we one. are we we are using these um, uh, the. Penguin Publishing Pipeline, yeah. but we're essentially self-publishing these novels. Yeah. Um, question, if the story's moving from weekly story to ebooks, can we get some more Uncharted Realms stories back? Uh, not necessarily weekly, but every once in a while. That's a good question. Actually, yes, probably. Um, I know that um, the, the story is likely not going to be translated into Japanese this time around. Uh, sorry, I'm thinking. Uh, Chinese simplified this time around. But uh, I know that that team is looking at exactly that sort of tactic, giving sort of highlights and high-level descriptions. So we're definitely looking into that sort of thing. Uh, it's just a question of who's going to write it. Yeah. Because we're, we're having authors do a lot of our writing now, and um, Kate's not going to come write a Planeswalker update article. <laughs> 
Not as far as I know. Not as far as I know, yeah. Yeah. Will there be any arena events that coincide with the book? You'll have to wait and see. Is that something you'd like? Yeah, then let us know. That's my new... Is that something you want to see? Where do I sign a petition to demand a full story for unsets? Uh, I would go on Blogatog and see yeah, I would to Mark Rosewater, yeah. who is king of all things it's on. Cool. It's cool. I got you. I'm All I'm doing is, is bothering Mark about that, so you don't know if it, That's covered. It's covered. Yep. Uh, without reading the book, will any past, present heroes shut up? Well, we already talked we about already that. We already covered that. You'll have, you'll to, you'll read have to read the book. The book. Um, yeah, We're just going to do it in that tone every <laughs> single time with, like, the tiny little shrug. Uh, 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 will there be artwork inside any of the pages or just text? This is a good question. Yeah. Um, we explored artwork mm-hmm. inside. Um, for this one, I believe the answer is no. Um, but that's only because when we started planning this ebook, we didn't uh, set out to create any art specifically for the book. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is that you have to do a lot of resizing and reshaping. And, and then we, we had looked at, well, could we take this sketch and put it in here? Um, but there was no good way to do it because, honestly, we didn't plan to do it. Right. Um, that is already on our radar, putting art in these ebooks as well uh, and maybe even commissioning some art. Uh, and, again, a lot of that's going to have to do with the reception to this yeah. and whether people buy it or not. Yeah. Just, and if just, that's yeah. if you get it and that's something that you want to see that you think would enhance your reading experience, please let us know. Yeah. Um, is Jason the book? Honestly, don't know the answer to that don't, question. Don't know the answer. Don't know the answer to that question. Uh, will the book be out before or after the set release? Before. before. That is one of the key selling points. So it will be out on uh, September 4th. September 4th. You and can you pre-order it before then. Yep. You'll be able to pre-order it uh, at the very latest by, uh, by, this by Monday. Monday the 29th. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is there any way to access the lore of the current set for free going forward? Uh, Like we said, we've discussed maybe doing some Uncharted Realms type um, things on the website. We kind of have to see what the reception is to the ebooks and what the appetite is for something like that. But it's definitely on our radar to do. Uh, so many questions. I, there are many questions. That's great. Thank yeah. you for putting in all these questions, Chad. Do I have to read the book? You know what? No. No, you don't have to. Um, there will be, you know, you can see some story in the cards. Um, you might pick it up here and there. Honestly, there's probably going to be a Reddit thread at some point in time that summarizes the story. Uh, if you don't want to read the story, you don't have to. No, but it's, just, we, it's an extra thing for people who yeah. do like the story. We would certainly like it if you read the story. Yep. We would like that. Um, are are Rowan Rowan and Will both the twins? They are both twins. Yes. Yeah, so we met them, um, if you don't know, we met them in Battlebond briefly where they had uh, Planeswalker cards that were partners partners and could be your commander. Yes. Uh, But um, we didn't learn a ton about them. They went there, they fought. That was kind of Battlebond's thing. Yeah. People fight. Yeah. Um, In tournaments. Yeah, like 2v2 tournaments. Yeah. And so we don't know a ton about them, which is kind of cool. And that was what Kate was alluding to, or just outright saying, actually, uh, that they were kind of a blank slate. Yeah, and on it, and uh, the thing, the thing is, uh, one of the things that we we revealed at Comic Con for those of you that were not here earlier, we mentioned that uh, Rowan Rowan was going to be in Throne of Eldraine, mm-hmm. and that uh, Eldraine is Rowan's home plane. Yeah. So those are the things that we know so far. And if you want to know more, I encourage you to uh, both pre-order and read the upcoming Eldraine story, yeah. the uh, Wildered Quest. Yeah. 
Uh, so do you reveal anything in this stream? Uh, we did. Yeah. Uh, let's throw the book cover back yeah, up there. Yeah, let's throw it back up there. Uh, the things we revealed, just to recap, Kate Elliott, The e Wildred Quest. Yep. Um, ebook. Mm-hmm. Available basically anywhere you can get ebooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, $3.99. $3 I'll, I'll even specify American. Yep. U.S. dollars. Mm -hmm. um, available for pre-order uh, starting uh, Monday, uh, maybe even a day or two earlier. Uh, and then it comes out on September 4th. Yes. Yeah. You got all of it. All, those are, those are all the things. All the boxes, uh, the yeah. cover character is Rowan. Um, and the art is by Magali Bonin. It, yes. Yeah. And we definitely want to point the that out because yeah. Magali's really great. Um, any flavor text in the cards from the book? My guess would be no. Kate yeah. said that she only saw a couple cards. Ahead of time. Ahead yeah. of time. So my guess would be no, but I don't know that for a fact. Um, I would love to see Nikki Drayden and Django Wexler come back to write for Magic Story. They're amazing Magic Story writers. Uh, overjoyed you invited Kate to come back. So that was more of a statement, but that's good to know. No, and we'll it definitely, is. Yeah. Uh, we'll pass that along. Yeah. You know, it's, it's always great when we have the opportunity to have authors come back. It, this is something that we're a little bit new to, right? yep. where uh, we're getting outside authors to come in and contribute to uh, the incredible tapestry of Magic Story. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, if, if we can get people to come back, I'm, I, I have no, no decision-making power here, but I think that's really cool. Yeah. I think it's cool when we make people come back. Um, I'll read this just to highlight it. Anyone who doesn't read the novel can listen to summaries on the Vorthos Cast podcast. Yes, and that's uh, true. And the Shout Vorthos out to Vorthos Cast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're a good group of people who love the story, and their podcast is aptly named, and you should definitely check them out, the Vorthos Cast. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of story summaries. They, they like to, if, if you are not able to follow all the things and grab all the lore from here or there, they do it for you. Yep. So not, not, a, bad, not a bad group to follow. Um, is there a non-zero amount of people eaten by wolves in this set? Grim seemed to love having people getting eaten by wolves. You'll have to you'll have to check it out and see. I know, and in my head, I'm going. Yeah, yeah maybe you'll have to I check it know. out and see. <laughs> uh, du, 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 du. Uh, the sword in the lake is guarded by Merit Lage, right? It's it's never Merit Lage. It's never Merit. Except Lage. it was Merit Lage. Except except or, when it was, yeah. but it's never Merit Lage. Except when it is. Yep. Um, adding a way to buy and view the ebook from Arena would be really cool. It would be really cool. That would be really cool. We should talk to, we should we talk talk to, to the people. Arena team about uh, that. That's yeah. a good idea. Um, the Lorgoyfs is also a great place to get. Yes. Lorgoyfs, Vorthos Cast. There are a lot of really great resources out there for people that love Magic Story. It's yep. one of the things that I love about our community. When there's a, when there's a thing that people really love passionately mm -hmm. inevitably there are people that will start creating content for it in yeah. our community and uh they become a great resource for all that stuff so Lorgoyfs, vorthos cast uh there i'm sure there are others that i'm not mentioning off the top of my head but uh there's a lot of resources out there for people in the community that love magic story and i think that's really awesome yeah um let's see excited for kate are there any plans to have brandon sanderson write more magic lore in the future is that something you would like is to that see something you would like <laughs> to see um brandon's great we yeah. need, brandon is a fan of magic yeah um he plays uh loves the game so i definitely wouldn't rule it out yeah but we'll see we'll see we'll see who knows we'll see who knows? More Dabriel. And that's, and that's true. We haven't really developed Dabriel. Dabriel is a character. That's, there's, a, there's a couple of them sitting out there. 
Um, a lot of characters out there that... Uh, uh, yes, Brandon Sanderson now. did write a novel for MTG. If you, you can probably just Google Brandon Sanderson MTG. It's called Children of the Nameless. That one. Children of the Nameless uh, by Brandon Sanderson. If you Google that, you will be able to find it. It is also available on uh, the Magic the Gathering website. It so magicthegathering.com. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. I think it looks like we're all caught up on... Questions I can actually answer. Great. Which are, which are not all. Yeah. If if I didn't answer your question, it's not because I didn't see it. It's because we can't answer. We can't. There are certain questions we, we just can't. can't we have we have we our own list. Yeah. We can't do it. <laughs> um, are the two of you excited for anything in this set? A Ooh. certain card or event? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. It may be the same thing. It may be a different thing. We'll leave it up for you to decide. But there, uh, honestly, one of the most exciting things for me was getting to see. Uh, the reaction of folks at uh, Mark Rosewater's San Diego Comic-Con panel. Mm -hmm. uh, it was so cool to finally get to talk about, for Mark, like, to get to see Mark talking about something that he's been wanting to do for 10 years. Yeah. Right? Like, you guys know how excited Mark Rosewater gets, like, at a normal level. This was Mark, like, turned <laughs> up to 11 because he's been waiting so long to talk about mm -hmm. this. So getting to see him uh, talk about that stuff and getting to see him reveal that it was going to be uh, Camelot... Uh, meets Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah. He, had, he had this whole call and response thing that the audience did, uh, which was he would show a piece of art that was clearly Camelot, and he would say he would have the audience say Camelot, and then he would say meets, and then he would show another art that was fairy tale, and he, the audience would say Grimm's fairy tales. Mm -hmm. uh, this kind of worked; it, it, <laughs> it almost worked. There was uh, there were people that that did, but if you uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a little story about Sandy. So every uh, we we went out to dinner all all the Magic team after mm -hmm. Mark's panel and. Uh, and there was a, a group of people that very kindly bought Mark dessert. Mm -hmm. And when the waiter came up to serve it, uh, he said, uh, this is, you know, this is a, one of our famous dishes. I would describe it as Camelot meets Grimm's fairy tales. <laughs> uh, so shout out to those, those wonderful people that bought Mark dessert. It was a really cool experience for all of us to be there to get to see all that stuff. If you did come to San Diego Comic-Con, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you so much for coming to the panel. Mm -hmm. uh, and for those of you that did not, I hope that you caught Mark's article about Eldraine. If you haven't read it, you should go read it. Uh, DailyMTG.com. There are a lot of really cool changes in there. Uh, not just the theming of Eldraine, but a couple of other new products that are coming, uh, going to be coming with that set as yep. well. So, uh, yeah, it, we're obviously we're excited about events and things and stuff coming with Throne of Eldraine, we always are. But uh, in, in more recent uh, recent events, seeing that Comic-Con panel and getting to see everybody ooh and ah over seeing some of that art for the first time was yeah. really, really cool. Um, so we're going to wrap things up. Um, Tied last, up in a little last, last question. Eh, last statement. Oh. Please don't do any more weekly MTG in which you can only answer the bare minimum of like this. No can do. No, nope. sorry. sorry. That's just... Sorry. We're gonna we're gonna announce things, yeah. and we're gonna talk about what we can talk about because yeah. we don't want you know what, I we could spoil the entire plot of the novel. Yeah, we get fired, but, but that, you know we we'd get fired. <laughs> but there's that. Yeah, but also it's not fun for everyone. So no. it's 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 about preserving the experience. Well, and also and, the thing that we can tell you is that we'll always answer what we can. Yeah. Um. It's just because we're not answering your questions doesn't mean we're not ignoring you. Doesn't mean we don't see you. And yeah. uh, we love you. We, we do. We love all of you. Yeah. In in your own little way, yeah. but uh, seriously though we. We do see see the questions. Um, whenever we go through, we see all of them. We we know that there's a lot of statements there. We know there's a lot of feedback. We we see that, and uh, don't think that just because we're not answering your question, you haven't been seen. 
Um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna cut it there. Yep. Um, so just to recap, let's throw that book cover up on one the screen. more time. One more time. Uno Moss. The Wildred Quest by Kate Elliott is going to be available for pre-order mm -hmm. as an ebook, uh, starting no later than this Monday, possibly as soon as tomorrow. Um, you can pre-order it um, or order it when it comes out. Uh, anywhere that you can get ebooks, so Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Apple, Apple books, Store, Apple yep. books, all, all of those places. Uh, it is three dollars and ninety nine cents. Uh, it will actually arrive on nine four, so September, September 4th, fourth, um, which probably answers the question of uh, when will we learn more about the set when you read this book on yes, nine four? Because this will this will be out before the set. It will be out well yep. before the set. Um, so that's what we learned today. We also learned Kate Elliott was awesome for yep. stopping by. So thanks, Kate. And if you, if you missed Kate's portion of the interview, I'd really encourage you to go back and take a look Rewind. at the VOD. Rewind it. Uh, she had some really cool things to say about her experience writing Magic Story. Thank you so much to Kate for being a, a guest this week, a mm -hmm. repeat guest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then next week. Oh, what do we got next week, Blake? Next week we're going to be talking about um, changes to the MPL core split. Yeah. So we've got the next split for the MPL Weekly show coming up. And uh, we're going to talk about what that one's going to look like. Yeah. We've got some changes on tap. Well, and on top of that, if you really enjoy watching Magic the Gathering, uh, there is a yeah. little little thing called Mythic Championship 4 oh. in Barcelona. Do tell me more. Going on this weekend. I believe coverage begins, uh, because it is in Barcelona, yeah. uh, at midnight tonight Pacific time. Is that right? Yes, I okay. believe that is correct. Cool. Uh, you'll have, please please look on uh, on the Magic website for for more on when coverage starts. MagicEsports.com. MagicEsports.com. Yep. Uh, but Mythic Championship 4 in Barcelona, it's going to be really cool. It's modern. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's modern Horizons draft, draft. Is, uh, is the first six rounds. And then after that, it's, uh, it's modern. modern constructed. Yep. So you're going to get to see a whole lot of really great Magic gameplay. Uh, coverage begins in 9 hours, 5 minutes, and 54 seconds. Uh, it's going to be really cool. That sure cool. sounds like midnight. It time. sure sounds like midnight to me, Blake. Yeah. So... Uh, if you are if you're able to tune in, if you're not, you can catch the video on demand. We have those, uh, but yeah, it's going to be a good time, and looking forward to seeing some great modern play this weekend in Barcelona. All right, so tune in for that. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.